This is Lanny Popple, also known as the genius full of glory and renown. This is the young stallion, Jim Powers. This is J.J. Dillon, the leader of the original Four Horsemen. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle on Ring the Bell Radio. On Ring the Bell Radio. Ring the Bell Radio. On Ring the Bell Radio. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. And hello, everybody. Yes. If you're listening to me, you are listening to Ring the Bell Radio, coming to you live from Pittsburgh, PA. Barris is here. He has returned this week after being absent. What's up, Barris? What's going on? Not much. And, of course, you know who else is here. He's the egomaniac. He's the one that's always Frank. Frank is here. He's a man. And here we go again with this music, J.D. I don't appreciate it, but he tried to do it. Embarrass me? No, you said you liked it. We've gone through this before. You're the man's man. I am the man's man, I guess, ain't I? Okay. Yes, you are. But visit us online at ringthebellradio.com, and you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, any of those social media platforms. And, Barris, what do we say every week about our show Go to our website, and you could listen to our show directly from there. Isn't that right? That is very, very correct on that. I definitely did that last week after I missed the show. Yes, and go once you get to our website, look for the big red button, as I always say. It says, listen to the podcast. And it'll take you there, and you could listen directly from our website. And also, it'll give you a list. You'll see the icons for the additional platforms that you want to listen to. You know, Stitcher's podcast, Google podcast, et cetera, et cetera. But guess what, gang? You see this gentleman over here. We have a guest with us tonight joining us on the show. Okay. Frank, you remember him, don't you? Oh, I do. Very well, so. Yeah, that's the Englishman. That's the Englishman. Logan, how you doing? Hey, J.D. Hey, everybody. How you doing tonight? Good to have you at my show today. Oh, by the way, thank you for the intro music. That's that's kind of really cool. Oh, you like that? I do. Well, I you know, that, that was the, uh, I mean, you're old school like me. I've known you for years. That was the uh, British Bulldogs music. Yep. Davy Boy Smith and the Dynamite Kid. Yep, yep. He gets cool music and I get stuck with this. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Frank. Okay, Logan. Frank has been spending the better part of 10 years reading his book on Windows 98 for dummies. (laughs) Control, alt, delete. I just learned that today. So 
in the hopes of one day he can actually be able to control the switchboard. Your words, not my friend. Not mine. I'll be picking out music for everybody. Oh, okay. I don't even want to know what you're going to pick out for me. We need to start calling him DJ Frank. <laughs> there you go. I like it. <laughs> so, Barris. What is going on? Where were you last week? We saw you outside um, the window. Well, I took a spiritual journey. Um, I met a leprechaun and ended up right outside the studio. And I don't know where you guys got this dude. I've never seen him before. You never told me about him before. This dude was freaking huge and told me I couldn't go in. And I was like, okay. His name's Kiva. I'm glad you're acquainted with I'd call him Bane. Looking for like the tubes coming, you know, from his back to like his like front of his chest. No, you did not come in here. You must be six foot seven, five hundred and fifty pounds. Pure. You know, usually, usually I don't feel small, but I felt pretty small right there. (laughs) Uh oh, we have to have Susan answer the phone. Where's Susan? Frank, you're the one in control. Uh, Okay, you told her to put the coffee on. Okay. But before we get into this, um, Barris, I just want to let you know, you you got another message via email for you. Uh, Wait, wait, not Tommy boy. No, 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 no. It's not hate mail. This is just a mail message. Okay. Okay, that came that came through. Totally yeah, that's wrong. kind of scary, right there. It is there. a general. <laughs> it is a general email message for you, but we'll get that in a little while. Okay. okay. There's shout something shout with. Out, shout out to Tommy Boy, though. Oh shot. yeah. Yeah. You know, we haven't heard from him in a little while. Now, Logan, yeah. uh, Barris has been getting uh, hate mail. Okay, for about uh, there was two weeks in a row he got hate mail from this guy named Tommy. Thomas, right? No. Tommy. Hate mail. And, um. Wait, like, and, honest, uh, honest hate mail. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Frank was getting up. I think he's going to see what Susan's doing. Um, but he literally got, um, hate mail for two weeks in a row. That's insane. Okay. So, and what was this guy saying? What wasn't he saying is, is a better <laughs> question. Um, uh, he was going to make my life a living hell on the show. Um, you know, he just, you know, basically just told me that, you know, I think I'm the coolest guy ever, which I mean, I, you know, I don't, I agree with, I am the coolest guy ever, but I mean, not to call it out in a negative way, <laughs> but yeah, it was just a lot of negativity thrown at me. Wow. I didn't appreciate it. Yeah, it was, it was two weeks. Oh, Frank, you, did you get Susan squared oh, away, yeah, Frank? She squared away. Okay. Okay, we saw you get up and walk out, but, um, okay. But yeah, this guy, this guy, Logan, basically called him everything except a redheaded stepchild. And, you know, he was using some very colorful words. I mean, I don't remember exactly what was saying, but it was, it was, he, he sent us a message just degrading Barry. So we read it on, on the of air. Of course, like, you know, what you and then, <laughs> Yeah. So we read it on the air. The next, Two days later after the, you know, after I guess the show was public, he sends another one yelling at us for reading it on the air. (laughs) What? Yes. Seriously. He was really yelling at me and I'm like, well, I didn't even read it. It was you. I'm, 
I'm the one that read it. Frank was just standing, sitting over there laughing with me, you know, with Barris. Well, now Frank was agreeing. I was. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we didn't know what to do. So after that show, and you know, I, I don't mean to be all over the place, but the following week we get another message, which was a guy praising Barry, basically telling this guy Tommy, like. Dude, you're an idiot. I think that's what it was, right? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Okay. Which I, I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know what? Heck with it. We're just going to read it now before we get into to wrestling, okay, to actual wrestling conversation. Um, so not last week, but the week before, or actually it was a couple days before our last show, we get another message addressed to Barris, but it has nothing to do with wrestling whatsoever. Hmm. Okay. And there are, there is some pretty colorful language in it. And I'll just, I, heck, heck with it. I'll just read it as is, you know, <laughs> so, um, if you want me to read it, I can read it. I want to hear it. So let me get the music going here. And okay. Um, I'll get it started right when I go. But the guy, this guy's name is Brian M. Okay. And here we go. Dear Rabbi Barris, this has been a shit show of a year for me in society. Notice I address you as rabbi because as far as I'm concerned, you are my only spiritual leader and voice of reason. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Rabbi. Okay. Okay. Okay, here we go. It makes you wonder what thoughts are going through my it mind. It makes for me, me to wonder turn. as well. It <laughs> <laughs> makes you false, mate. Oh, dear. Okay. Things started spiraling out of control a couple months ago when my piece of shit aunt called me and falsely told me my mother was in a near-death situation when it was just an emergency room visit. What? I... <laughs> Days of our lives. Oh, we're not, we're not even there yet. <laughs> okay. okay. I was so mad at that bitch that I wanted to drop her, but of course that's not exactly nice or legal to do. Go on, please. Oh my god. So I did the next best thing. I signed my aunt up for an array of text alert messages from various organizations. What would you do this? <laughs> I, I can't even read this. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Hold on. Hold on. All I've got to say on. is alright. Don't go out with his dark barriers. Just be gay. <laughs> Let me continue. Okay, so I said, I signed my aunt up for an array of text alert messages from various organizations. I already said that. Yep. I subscribed her to the North American Longshoremen Association, <laughs> Snowfall Alerts in Washington, Utah, <laughs> Alaska. Excuse me. <laughs> and a dozen more alerts that I don't remember. <laughs> I was, excuse me, I was just in a fit of rage and Googled my little dark heart out to find a way to torment my aunt virtually. Why is he telling us all of this? Like, this is just, life is hard enough taking care of an old parent. 
scaring me like that and making me more insane than I already am is not necessary. Life has been stressful with, with full-time school, two part-time jobs, and an old parent to take care of. The dumbass young people of my age suggest I try to relax, live my best life, and embrace positivity. What the f*** does that mean? Have brunch every Sunday and Instagram it? <laughs> then, <coughs> then they tell me they are sending me good vibes. The shit. I hate those phrases with a burning passion. How about this? F*** you. Take your vibrations and f*** off somewhere else. One of the few times I find a state of solace is listening to you tell it how it is each week. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't ready for uh, that uh, one. When you go home tonight and you get outside your house and there's a cat nailed to the door or something, <laughs> leave <laughs> immediately. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, yes, that, ladies and gentlemen, was the um, – Latest email from the mailbag of Ring the Bell Radio, directed again to Barris. You can't make this shit up. You can't. No. And you know the greatest <laughs> thing about it is, like, you were reading. I'm trying not to laugh because this is madness. Okay, so while you're you're trying to while you're reading it, I'm sitting here just kind of thinking in my head, and I can't help myself. I hear it as Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's like, I have a bad time, and I want to crush you. <laughs> Something like that. I signed my aunt up for an array of text messages from various <laughs> organizations. That's exactly. <laughs> it, it just, yeah. You are my spiritual leader. For some reason, it helps me get through the story. I almost wanted to tell her, get through the chapter. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, but no, the funny thing was, is I got this. I got the email notification and I'm reading this and the first thing, and Frank knows this. The first thing I did was call Frank and I went and he answers, hello. And I went, did you send that email? I didn't even ask him how he was doing or what the hell. And I just went, did you send that email? And he's like, what email? <laughs> you know, like he legitimately didn't know what I was talking about. And I read it to him on the phone. And I don't think I've ever heard Frank. I don't think I've ever heard you laugh that hard. It's just unbelievable. It's just, that guy needs some serious mental evaluation or something. What you know? need to do, what yeah. you need to do is click the reply button and uh, reply to him. <laughs> Say, please tell me more. Give me more information just so he emails you back each week. Cause that's, you could make a show just from that man. I mean, come on. I know, dude. That's a comedian's like yeah, Bible right there. Man. I mean, they can have a whole, yes, they can have a whole stand up con- like routine just off of that email that, that we have. Are you you know, me? that sounds like a lifetime movie. I'm scared as hell over here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It doesn't seem you made you very no well comedy. there, Barry. No. I mean, I am, no, you know, I have nobody for anybody to look up to. Like, no. Yeah, just think, like, just you think, said if, you, if they do make a movie out of it and you get killed, and, well, you know, in real life and they make a movie out of it, you know, you could be played by somebody like Hugh Jackman. Just think about that. And then they would have Matlock trying to figure yeah. out who killed him. That'd be awesome. Paris, <laughs> you're like the farthest thing from a rabbi 
I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> That's who Frank's gone. That's who Frank is about the rabbi man. <laughs> rabbi Barris coming to a theater near you. <laughs> In a world where you need religion, one man can provide it for you. This summer, see spiritual leader. Barris. I mean, that would Arnold be Schwarzenegger, please. I am Rabbi Barris. Rabbi Barris coming this fall. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, that was great. That's gold. I needed, I needed to read that. That just made my whole quarantine, uh, dude. Thank you so much. You, you know, <laughs> quarantine day 14. I read Rabbi Barris's email. Uh, it's, it might be, you know, what people need to get through all this. You never tell know. The, tell the hey. motherlands that we are looking for the new Barris religious leader. <laughs> Even for all of the world's problems. You know, this, this might just be pissing this guy off even more right now. <laughs> hey, hey, Brian, when you're listening, I'm, I'm, I'm addressing the guy who wrote the email. This was just great material. How could we not just oh, laugh at this? <laughs> we don't mean any disrespect, <laughs> but really, dude. I mean. Okay, no, instead of hitting the reply, we know you listen. As Logan said, tell yes, us God more. Please more. We want to hear more. Yes, yes. Um, this, you know, th- this was almost on par, Logan, and Frank remembers it. Barris, you weren't on the show yet. Um, this is almost on par with Frank. Do you remember when Logan... We had Paul Bearer. Oh, there we go. Okay. Story time. <laughs> number of years ago, we had the late, re- uh, God rest mm-hmm. his soul, um, uh, the late Paul Bear on, on the program. This was the second time. And um, Frank, we were having a really good interview. It was with the him. best. I mean, he was saying that, you know, he loved being on our show and he loved us guys. And I almost thought he wanted to be a full-time member of our show until Logan got Just on. Just like Jim Powers, <laughs> right? Okay. That's a, another sore subject for Frank for another day. But, um, uh, but no, no, we had him on. It was myself, Frank, Susan, answer the phone. Um, it was myself, Frank, and the marvelous one, the marvelous Matt. We were, we were running the show then. And, uh, uh, Scott calls in because we had a number of callers called in to ask Paul a question. Uh, Logan calls in and, um, Asks him one question. I don't remember what was, the question it was, was, though. It, it was like it was like a multiple choice question. It yeah. was like in, in 1989, who was the winner of this? Uh, this uh, yeah, it was just like that. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and Paul okay, was just like, I, that's... Uh, I think I'm gonna go now. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, after he said that, all I heard was in my head. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, um, I think that was the story, right? Yes. Uh, Logan asked him a, um, multiple choice question. Yeah. Logan asked him a multiple choice question. You have to understand Paul Bear. I mean, he's busy doing his own thing. He's not really, you know, marking out to, to wrestling. He's probably not watching it. He's just worried about his own shit going on with the undertaker. 
And here it is, Logan's asking him a multiple choice question about God who yeah. knows what <laughs> you know, what match. Screw this, I'm done that. with this. So, and, 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 and holy cow, Barris, this, the look on your face right now. <laughs> um, no, but it gets better. Okay. So I do remember this. So, uh, Logan calls up, ask, like we said, ask him that multiple choice question and he, he cuts us off. He just leaves. He hangs up. Uh, Matt gets so mad. The marvelous one, he hangs up. Okay. Or he drops his mic and just walks out of the studio. Do you remember oh, that, Frank? You do? Okay. So Matt, Matt just gets so mad. He runs out of the he studio. Does a lot. And Frank and I are looking at each other going, we're trying to go through our papers. You know, I'm going through my desk. Frank is trying to go through his desk, trying to find our backup. We always had a backup sheet of something to bring up. Okay. Uh, in case, you know, card subject to change type of deal. And who calls in is Frank's best friend, Jim Powers. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> like we said, that's another story for another day. But this is where it gets back to Logan again. And I think you'll yeah, remember this, um, Logan. Mr. Cheese. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we we start talking. We start talking because we were we were about a week or two away from our when we were going to be doing our WrestleMania 27 show, and Jim Powers all of a sudden goes, "Oh, uh, 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 I think yeah, he was calling you the that. Englishman." Um, yeah, it was something like that, and he goes, "Oh, the Englishman, are 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 you in Pennsylvania as well?" And and Logan goes. Yeah, I, li- I live in Pittsburgh as well. And he's like, oh, very good, very good. Uh, I d- uh, and then we, s- we start talking, you know, because Jim was really upset with Paul. Because, yeah, he um, thought it was a it, kind I of a you- dickish move to bail on us like that. And I have to admit, Jim did kind of sh- save the show there yeah. as, it, yeah. as it was falling apart. And it was funny, too, because he was like, okay, what's the question you ask Paul? You know what I mean? He starts going off with the A, B, C, or D, and Jim was just like, I don't know, B. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and he said something like, you scared him off with that? He's just like, and I remember Jim saying, um, I've known Paul for a lot of years. I can't believe he did that. And, you know, but you scared him off for that. That's, you know, he's like, pe- and then he started going into people want to hear those old stories. They want to ask you those type of questions. You know, I mean, you put yourself in that situation for the last 30 years. You know, you can't get tired of talking about the old stuff that's what people want to hear especially us you know i'm old school logan's old school. i mean we're all old school you know when it comes to wrestling well barris is our man on the street and we'll get to that in a minute he's our current events coordinator or whatever it is um hey you got a title barris yeah yeah. and so (laughs) no it's rabbi rabbi that's right and then but out of nowhere jim powers comes out and asks he goes, Englishman, uh, are you anywhere near the Amish country? Meanwhile, you already told him you were yeah. in Pittsburgh. <laughs> and that's where Jim Powers went, no, I just wanted to, if you were in the Amish country, I wanted you to bring me some cheese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think I said, and, uh, I and think the, I said like I get my platter or something, and he was not, he was not <laughs> impressed with that idea whatsoever. Like, oh, no. He's like, no, I want your platter. I don't want a platter of cheese. I want, I don't, I want something I can bring I home. I don't want to share it with anyone else. I think he said, you know what? 
Hold on, hold on, hold on. I think no. I have that clip right here. That we'll, <laughs> yeah, that okay. we'll play it. Okay. Um, hold on. Just give me a <laughs> sec. And here it's it's long. It's only about a like like couple se- you know about a minute or so, if that. So here we go. Jim, I'm going to be down there at Buffalo Wild Wings as well. Are you so really? I'm going to meet you in person. I'm going to be down there. Are you anywhere near the Amish country? <laughs> no, no I'm only I'm because I like to bring you nice country. cheese. <laughs> they make nice chairs. Cheese, not chair. What? Che- what? Cheese. Bring me some cheese. I know the Amish make you, cheese. So can you I'm going to bring you, you a platter. I'm going to bring you a platter of cheese, Jim. That's what I'm going to bring to you. I don't want a platter. I want something I can bring home too. I don't want just something I can eat there with everybody else. I want something I can bring home. All right, specially wrapped cheese for Jim Powers. That's that's well, my Well, I don't, I don't want to see when you say special. I know what that means. <laughs> Come different with the boys, you know. I don't want you to specially wrap it. Just get it from the Amish people over there and bring it over. <laughs> Sad thing is, is I was going to buy him the cheese. I, I was, I was, I was going to do you it were. for him. I was going to do it for him. Save your money. Save it, your money. Yeah, and it. And you know what the funny thing was there in that clip is you said your next stance when he said no to the platter and he was not impressed, you went specially <laughs> wrapped cheese, cheese yeah. for Jim Power. <laughs> and no, no, what did no, you hear no, him say? Well, no. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Just howling, I tell you. I don't know special cheese. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, but we had a good time with Jim Powers, didn't yeah, we, Frank? Yeah, we did. I had a really good time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put some messages out to him oh, see you, if we can get him on. Gotta have me back. How about that? When he's on. I've got oh, your cheese, sir. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> He'll probably look at you and go, "What? No, I've been chatting this cheese about? for like ten years." Uh, Oh boy. Okay. Um, Oh man, that's great going down memory lane like that. Um, So, Barris. Rabbi. Yo, rapping with Rabbi Barris. What's up? Rapping with Rabbi. (laughs) I need that album in my life. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> oh you know what we, we totally lost control on this show but who we never had control no uh what i wanted to ask rabbi barris is you're our man on the street um what's our what's what's happening you're you're our aew man Okay. Yeah, I am. I am. I am started watching it. And I'll tell you what, those guys are doing a phenomenal job over there. Um, they're just really, really making it fun with the whole empty arena concept. They had some of the wrestlers out watching the show. They had, um, some people, you know, like gambling, like during the show on matches. Um, it's, it's just been a fun thing where. WWE is kind of missing out on that and they're not having anybody out there and it's just so bland and dry. Like raw, raw is horrible. To watch. I don't know if you guys watched it the past couple weeks where it's been an empty arena. Oh. 
even even before the empty arena, it's been hard. It, it's been really hard to oh, watch yeah. for the last year. I mean, Scott, yeah. uh, Logan. Yeah, you, I mean, I've I've, I've, I've seen it on and off, and I know exactly where you are as well with it. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, and I, yeah. I can agree with you, JD. It's been it's been falling off for the last good month, maybe even month and a half. Well, and I'd say longer than that. I mean, mm-hmm. I would say year, a year or so. Um, yeah, because it's just we, we, Barris and I, the rabbi and I have uh, discussed this on past programs where you you just don't have that. It doesn't have the feel. What what did we say, Barris? It just doesn't have the feel of a wrestling show anymore. No, there's no there's no surprise. There's no like I have to watch this. There's there's nothing bringing you back. Yeah, and I mean that's I I, I definitely noticed what you're talking about. Um, You know, it's lost that Mm -hmm. pizzazz, is how I like to say it. I mean, and now it's like it's just going through the motions. Okay, fight number one, interlude. Our X has got a fight with Z, interlude. You know, blur and fight into, and it's it feels by by the numbers. Yeah, and I I think a lot of it too is it, it almost seems like. Vince McMahon shuffles through guys so quickly just to see how quick he could find his cash cow. And as soon as, like, you know, somebody doesn't seem like, uh, well, they're not going to make me tons of money, it's like we're going to the next one. Did you notice that, too? I mean, they burn through a lot of guys and, and ruin a lot of good Yeah, no, too yeah. Many. I mean, you're, it literally looks like it's just the, the, the kind of burning end of the stick, basically. Yeah, I mean, look at Rick, look see, at Ricochet. Exactly. He's prime exactly. He's a prime example right there. Like, uh, there's a and, video footage of him, and he's walking to the back, and he kind of, like, jumps off the ramp, and you know how you can go from the ramp and go to the side and go backstage? And he's just right. unreeling his tape around his wrist, like, throwing it, like, what the F am I doing here? Like, mm. what are they doing with me? Like, and it's always... You know, they come through NXT and H just, you know, shoots them through to the moon. Yeah, he and builds they're, they're, them up. He builds them up, it. right? Get some, get some yeah, red I on. mean, like, they're, they're killing it. And they, they, well, I mean, with Ricochet was with three other guys. It was with, um, Black, Gargano, and Ciampa. They all kind of came up at the same time and they yanked them out of NXT while they were having a feud with each other. And then they put them back in NXT with a feud with each other, but then brought them back to be a tag team. And it's like, do you know how bad you're screwing yeah. with their their careers at this point? Like, he just doesn't care. Oh yeah. And that, I mean, that's it. And then you know, we have now we have what WrestleMania that's going to be two days. Well, that's that's kind of you know they had no choice on that one. Well, they had to do something. I mean, okay, so we we give us the NXT we, we can't blame pay-per-view. Vince for that one. But give us the NXT pay per view. I don't want two days of Raw and SmackDown. Like, give me that. Yeah. Bring those NXT kids in there. I mean, I know they're pre-taping some of the matches and stuff, but bring them in there and let them do some stuff. Give us that NXT pay per view because that's what I look forward to every year. I don't look forward to the WrestleMania. I mean, me and my friends we have a party every year, but it's more for the food and hanging out. But I watch the NXT pay-per-view with my nephew, and we watch that pay-per-view. It's not like we're just hanging out. We watch that pay-per-view. And it's the opposite for WrestleMania. Well, well, let me, and Baron, right. let me ask kind of you this, if I could. When, when was the last 
WrestleMania that you watched that you actually like enjoyed that you were excited for? Oh dear God, I couldn't even tell you. Yeah, see, that's what I get with most people I talk to about it as well. Uh, you just nobody's interested in WrestleMania anymore. I mean, I always have this this like you know deep seated love in my heart for it because you know when we were kids it was SummerSlam, it was WrestleMania, you know. The big four, basically, and that was it. Before, you know, in the Attitude Era, then it became like a monthly thing, you know, and now it's pretty much SmackDown and Raw, basically. They're just mini WrestleManias now. Um, you know, and it's, it's, it, it kind of sucks that, you know, you can sit here and say, well, yeah, I have nostalgia for it, so I still watch it, but yeah, I'm, I'm just going through the motions now. (laughs) Same thing. Let me say something here. You just said, like, WrestleMania, you know, doesn't have that feel anymore. If if you can go back and watch a WrestleMania from when we were all young kids growing up, whether it be on the network, whether you have the DVD or VHS tape, tape Betamax tape, whatever. Um, if you would watch something like WrestleMania 4 or even WrestleMania 6, which is my favorite WrestleMania, Watch those, like, okay, let's just say WrestleMania 4. Watch that WrestleMania compared to, say, WrestleMania 28 or even WrestleMania 30, okay, or even last year's. There's a totally different vibe. Like, when you watch those older ones, even when you start getting into the Attitude Era WrestleManias, like 14, 15, there's just something about it. You get this vibe, like you're watching something. Oh, you're what did Gorilla Monsoon always say? It's going to mm-hmm. be a happening, and you, you, it just it had a yeah, feel yeah. to it. You understand what I'm saying, Dan? Yeah. yeah. And now when you watch it, it's just it seems like it's okay. They, it's more about the pizzazz and pomp and circumstance, and how many fireworks they could set off. What's the stage look like? And how quick they can get through all these matches. I mean, I, maybe I said that wrong, but it just, see, it doesn't have that feel anymore. That's the maybe problem. just because that's the problem that I think many, it is. Like once we moved away from the big four and we moved into all these more and more like little mm. segments well, with us, you know, back in those days, WrestleMania was the payoff. It was the payoff to the story that had been going, you know, Exactly. And everything was, could be building up through, cause you had, you had SummerSlam, which was, they always, they always mm-hmm. would market it as the biggest party of the summer. And that, that had a feel to it. Like it was everything that was happening, um, that was building up. Okay. WrestleMania was, you know, March, April, whenever. And then everything that was, and this is when they took time to actually, cause remember storylines of feuds would go on for, Months and months, yeah. not for years. Now it's yeah, and then you go to, you, you only know. have about four weeks yeah, exactly. because the next pay per view's coming, and then it moves on to the next one. So everything was building up to the uh, the SummerSlam, and then after that, it was you know you'd have a storyline, and and slowly you'd have things building, little feuds and everything that would carry on from SummerSlam, and then the Survivor Series, and then you had the Rumble, which was always really cool because. That was one of the only times you, you could see, um, uh, good guys facing good guys and bad mm-hmm, guys exactly, becoming bad yeah. guys. You get what I'm because, saying? You know, your, your raw and, and, 
and you in the rumble down, well in those days we didn't have that you had like you know your uh what the hell would we call it back in those days yeah, it was just like prime time wrestling. There was prime no real like name for it, no branding should surpass that. You know, those were strictly they always no. followed the same formula, which was nobody, sorry, nobody versus you know whoever, nobody versus another celebrity, nobody versus another celebrity, one tag team match, which is normally you know celebrity team versus nobodies, and then you had like an event. You know, yeah. celebrity versus celebrity. And that was it. Boom. There you go. It was, and that was yeah. where your no, information, you had that one hour a week. Cause remember, we didn't have it twice on the week and stuff like that. You had that one hour to cram everything in no, there no, in that formula and still have those little five minute snippets in between to build on that story. And like I say, sometimes it went on for years. I mean, hell, look at Ultimate Warrior and Undertaker. You know, their, their feud built up and up over oh, the yeah. course of, you know, many, many, many years, basically. And, you know, sometimes it was a payoff for, you know, in WrestleMania. Um, when did Undertaker fight Ultimate Warrior? It was oh, man. Match. I think I it was, I don't, that didn't I happen think it was SummerSlam 91. No, 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 not, no, 89. No, 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 no. 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 Something happened. They, they did fight, but it, it didn't end up being because that was when the warrior, like what, what was it? Barris, uh, or Frank might even know this that. Yeah. He, he, what, he either quit or got fired. Um, was that SummerSlam when he tried to pull the, um, the money deal. Yeah. No, but they were trying to build something up with him and Taker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because remember Jake they were using so Jake. Yeah. I remember. And then. Because they, yeah, that's what happened. They built and built and built this, and then Warrior just went, you know, it's screw you, I'm leaving. And, and then that left Jake hanging out to dry. Out to dry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But getting back to what Logan was saying is when you look back into the old, I mean, yeah, in the newer generation, the younger fans of today, you know, they they could watch a primetime wrestling and be bored with it, but oh, that's yeah. what we that's, grew up that's, with. That's, that's when I thought life. it was great. Um, because what happened was, is they gave you the feel because it, remember primetime mm-hmm. wrestling, you had Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon. The, the storylines went through them. They were the ones that projected to the audience. Oh, so and so isn't happy with so and so in the Heenan family. He better watch himself out, but they were the ones that controlled how the storylines went. And of course, yeah, you'd see like on wrestling challenge or something. One of the guys they were talking about would come out and do a promo against the guy he's feuding with, but they made it feel like the World Wrestling Federation that they were. It was like it was like a college dorm, or they were all in in one house yeah, living like the, together. You know, all back in those days as well. Sorry to cut you, you off understand? there, but real important thing with me saying it lost the magic earlier on is even with the storylines these days. Remember, for us, we never saw the back behind the ring. We never saw the galley or the entranceways. You know, wrestlers just mm-hmm. magically popped out of this, this big square, mm-hmm. basically, and that was it. You never saw the backstage oh, yeah. or how things were run. And it gave you that kind of, you know, especially when you're a nine, ten-year-old kid watching this, you know, oh, what happens back there? Do they just live in a big house together? You know, that is, you know, was it like a big corporation yeah. or a hotel? Well, you know, you gotta remember. And, and it gave it that little bit of, I'm sorry, stupid, it sounds stupid, but magic, you know? 
it was it was the kayfabe. It was we believed it, and Frank and I have touched on this, and so has Barris also. That yes, we were younger, we were more naive, but we believe that the Undertaker hung out in graveyards all day and built caskets. We believe that the model Rick Martel was out being a model, spraying his arrogance everywhere. You know, we believe the Red Rooster hung out at a farm next to a chicken mm-hmm. chicken coop. You, you know what I mean? Not, I mean? Stuff like that. I thought you were going to say Chippendales. <laughs> no, chicken coop. Rabbi, don't have thoughts like that. What's on you? I literally thought you were going to say he hung out, the Red Rooster hung out near Chippendales. <laughs> <laughs> what a storyline, kids. I was like, is he really going with it? But, but yeah. is Frank over there? Frank? Frank, oh, I can't see you over there. Okay, there you are. I was hoping he got me a coffee. Hey. Yeah, I know. I've seen him leave the room. Yeah. Here. The desk shifted a little bit, but that was about it. <laughs> oh, he's speechless. Yep. Okay. Um, no, but what we were saying is, but he... <laughs> Frank's, Frank's told me that he's, he's, he's... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but what we were saying was we believed those guys, whatever mm-hmm. gimmick they were, lived that. Okay, we couldn't fathom that, you know, now, I mean, okay, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but wrestling today is a byproduct of the Monday mm-hmm. Night Wars, the Attitude Era, the late, the late 90s. Yeah, 100%. Okay, 100%, I mean, if you yeah. could agree with me on that. Okay. Um, the way it happens now is, is because of the Monday Night War, that's why we started seeing all this behind the scenes stuff or this is how it's done. And the perception is now is, I mean, there's no more kayfabe. Kayfabe's gone. Um, even the Undertaker's starting to break that. Um, and, uh, but now they have, the, like Vince McMahon has did a real good job to where, okay, Mark, uh, the Mark Calloway, he's Mark Calloway, he shows up, but think of it as like a movie star, a guy shows to, arrives to the set, gets dressed up as the character he's doing for this specific movie, and at the end of the day, he changes back into his normal clothes and goes home, and he's this guy again. That's the way they're giving you the perception now. Um, and with the social media, you know, you have, there's, it, it's, it's terrible because how are you going to make a feud believable that, okay, let me just pull two wrestlers out of, out of the air. Let's, let's, let's take, let's say Becky Lynch and Natty Neidhart were feuding. Okay. Um, on TV, they're feuding. Yes, they have it instilled in everyone's mind that this is just entertainment now. We're playing a character, but. How am I supposed to buy into that and want to buy a ticket to see this or buy a pay-per-view to see a match when I'm seeing both of you all over social media take pictures together going, oh, I'm having fun hanging out with my best friend having a drink or something like that. How is me, how am I as a fan going to buy into that and want to see these two people main event when you guys are just hanging out having a good time? And- oh, yeah. Whatever place, they, get what I'm they saying. They did that with uh, Reigns and Strowman a couple years. Back. Yeah, um, they were over. They were in some other country, and there's a group photo of everybody. And on the one side, Roman, and the other side, there's uh, Strowman. And I'm like, 
why are you two not killing each other right now? Like, why are yeah. you not throwing See, him in the I'm ambulance saying. and tipping it? Like, what are you doing? See, that's what I was saying. It's hard for me to buy into that. And yes, I'm always going to like wrestling. I'm always going to, you know, it's, it's one of those, even when I was a kid, I knew, I knew what it was, but what was that? I, I think I did a Barris. I, I posted a Facebook picture a couple months ago where it was, I don't care what's happening backstage. I just want to sit down and enjoy what I'm watching. Yeah. You're marking out to it. You're getting into it. You know, I mean, I'm always going to enjoy it. Yeah. It's all about, you know, yeah, you know. Yeah. And then even when, when when my wife saw the, her first Royal Rumble this past January, um, she looks at me and I don't think I ever told you guys this. She looks at me and she goes, "You sh- you should be an announcer." And I was just like, "What?" She's like, "You have said everything that's going to happen about five seconds before it happens, five ten seconds before it happens." You know, you'd be like, this person's going to end up going over the rope because this happens. I'm, you know, and boom, Sounds 10 like seconds later, change. 15 seconds later, it happens. Told you, JD, I got you a job. Opening. Yeah, well. Yeah, well, we, we got to wait for this whole uh, quarantine to end first before we start talking turkey on that. So. But. I am. Anyway. Logan, it has been enjoyable no, having come you back on this anytime. program. We yeah, gotta yeah, have I'd you love back. To, love to waffle on. Okay. Well, yeah. hey, hey, gang. Yeah. Frank. Frank, are you over there? I can't see you behind like that I pile. Said, everything's in this place. Okay. Hey, while we're, while we're um, on quarantine, can I borrow <laughs> that Howard the Duck VHS again? <laughs> oh my lord! Oh, come on, man. Yes. Logan, there was there was there was a point there where Frank was on traveling abroad for what was it, Barris, for about like a month or yep, so. Yeah, with a company credit card too, which I didn't get that last. Company week. credit card. No, and, and long story short, Frank ended up in Greenland because he was looking for Rob. Van I got Dan lost looking Amsterdam, for Rob, but he ended yeah. up in Greenland. But anyway, yeah. So. We, you know, occasionally we'd have to grab like a tablet off his desk or a piece of paper or a pen. Or a mouse. Frank had a mouse, Frank had a mouse trap hidden wow. in his desk underneath all those papers, which have got me pretty good. Okay. We found a rabbit's foot. Uh, what else did we find, Barris? Emily, Emily. A DVD copy. Yep. Of, Howard the Duck. A, D, a DVD copy of Howard the Duck. And a demolition. A, 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 I told you that one was of the masks the demolition war. Enjoy. <laughs> what? A half-eaten tuna on okay. A half-eaten Look, tuna I'm on rice sandwich. The other half of it either. Oh, it's okay. Gone which? No. Which? <laughs> last week, Fr- Frank found a tasty cake, which could have been three years old. But anyway. But um. Yeah, yeah, yeah Logan. We're gonna have to have been you fun, on guys. It really this has. Enjoyable. Thanks for inviting me. You got to work on that English accent, by the way. You know, a quick, quick story oh, yeah. before I, I, I run out with the English accent thing. You saying that, okay. all right? I, I just I don't <laughs> believe it for one second. I had this lady come up to me, and um, I was at my job, my job, and um, I'm selling her something, and she goes, 
what well, that ain't a real English accent. I said, yeah, it is. She's like, Psh, I could do a better English accent than that. Like, really, like, like, I, I was like, no, I'm, I'm really English. She's like, you ain't no English. <laughs> so I actually had to take out my green card to show her. Um, and then she actually finally believed that I was from England. That was until one of my work colleagues walked past and said, is he doing that crave crap English accent again? Hey, Logan. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, Logan, me and, uh, Barris's green card's a little bit different than your green card. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, I, kn- I remember, long uh, uh, Logan and I go all the way back to college. That's where long time ago. That's, that's where I met him. And, um, I don't know if you remember this, Logan, that you remember, uh, uh, the little area right outside of Founders Hall, um, where we went to school and there was that little like smoking area. Yeah. 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 Um, something like what did they call it right outside the wolf's den or whatever it was called like that? Yeah. And I remember coming out to have a, to have a smoke. You were out there and we started chatting. You were talking to someone, your friend walked away and we started chatting and Logan's, talking to me. I don't remember what the conversation was. Logan's talking to me. I'm just looking at him, sort of shaking my head. And when he was done talking, I just kind of went, all right, dude, I didn't understand a word you were saying. Just write me a note. Yeah, I do. I don't know I if do. you remember that, Logan. So funny. Yeah. Just write me a note. Just write down for me. Seriously, I just went, just write me a note. And then because I, I will say, you know, that was a number of years ago where I will say your, your accent was a little, little more, uh, uh how do I want to say thicker yeah, or yeah. Um, prominent? Hey, Logan, than, what, than when did you now. move here? Uh, yeah. I think, uh, about 18 years ago now. Okay, almost okay. 19, 18, no, almost it, 19. Yeah. So you're from England, right? Uh, yes, sir. I'm actually from England, London. Logan. Okay, now let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. With the British Bulldog being inducted this year, what was – I mean, you watch wrestling there, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How big was he there? Was he huge or yeah, I mean, was he – remember, um, you got to think about it from an outsider's point of view looking in as well. The You know, these were American wrestlers. They might as well have been the, you know, action stars for us. Um, you know, and then to see this English guy, you know, right. um, buff as shit looking like one of these American wrestlers and, you know, giving it to them. It wasn't a whole America versus England thing. It was more of a English pride thing. You know, oh, look at our guy, you know, David Boy Smith's going to win. Yeah. Boom. And I remember when he won the, um, he won the, uh, the world championship belt. I remember when he won that and it was a huge thing for kids my age, you know, in England. Yeah, man, England, British Bulldog. Yeah. One, blah, blah, blah. You know, and it was, it was a real big thing. I mean, don't get me wrong. It wasn't like national pride or anything, but if you were a wrestling fan, yeah, everybody loved him. Everybody loved Eddie Boy Smith. Well, cause, cause at, cause at the time, at that time, I think Davy Boy Smith was the only English wrestler in 
in yeah, the yeah, international exactly stage or circuit, however you want to say. I'm not saying, I'm not saying there wasn't other English wrestlers in the independent circuits that, you know, they could have been in the States or Canada or whatnot, but mm-hmm. you're not going to have, you're going to be known where you are. He was the one working for the WWF. Mm-hmm. So he, and you know, plus he was in there prior where he went mm-hmm. single. Yeah. That was the and big so thing. He was like known. I said, he, he was, had that exposure. Like you said there, JD, he was the only English guy there. And I mean, it even came, I mean, even if you jump through later on, uh, years yeah. later, um, it didn't have the same effect. I mean, obviously you got a lot of other English wrestlers in since the time of British Bulldog, but look at, um, hell, look at Hunter Hearst Helmsley, Triple H. Okay. But still remember that his name is Hunter Hearst Helmsley, you know, and him, yeah. when he came, he was this very chuck up posh, almost like colonial royal, you know, kind of posh, English yeah. person. And, um, you know, from there, it really got, I mean, that stereotype went away totally, you know, very quick. Um, you know, even though you spoke of an American accent and everything, but you know, that moved away and he became Triple H with, you know, Generation X and all that jazz. But there, there has been no, in my personal yeah. opinion, yeah. I can't speak for everybody else, but there's been no more influential English wrestler, um, because of that, because he was on, on an international stage, you know. Um, I mean, if you go to England, there is a lot of, you know, local English wrestlers that, you know, um, we can talk about. Um, and, you know, it's funny because you, um, what's that movie? Fighting with my family. Um, you wish all that. Yeah. Um, good movie, but, um, yeah, yeah like yeah, how yeah. that is done. That yeah. is how, you know, that's done over Fair. there pretty much. It's less kind of pizzazz than the American one, really, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, even our English main event wrestling, um, years ago, used to be on a Saturday morning, I believe. Um, even that was just less pizzazz than WWF and, you know, WWF, first of all, more money, understandable, but to have this English person in that, um, it really made you look at, you know, the, 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 the independent league there and say, wow. And then, you know, WWF and say, Oh my God, look, our English guys represented in this. You know, maybe I can go do it. Maybe I can go do it. And I think that, you know, actually moves some people towards wrestling, um, actually as a profession as well in England because he was such a known personality. You know, it was a big thing. Whenever he'd win anything, it was in the newspapers. Right. You know, but I think ever since, you know, nobody can kind of touch that because again, what you were right. saying earlier, you know, is the, the, you know, the cave magic is gone. You know, because we all grew up, and even if we didn't grow up, kids these days, you know, take two seconds to to Google what the back of a WWF stage looks like. You know, so that magic's kind of gone. There's with that with the times, and yeah. I've got to give Vince's kudos, like you said, with that as well. But you know, at the same time, um, you do miss that storytelling. You do miss that build up. You know, and part of me will always love that, and always kind of think of it as the soap opera for kids, you know, because, you know, who would really believe that, you know, Undertaker, you know, buried, you know, Ultimate Warrior for reals, you know, who would really believe? No, none of us these days. But back then, it was like, oh, my God, I've got to call Kevin up. Kevin, oh, my God, did you see Undertaker bury Ultimate Warrior? Is he alive? I don't know. You know, (laughs) it was that magic with it. But, um, you know. Yeah. 
It's gone, but again with the um with the yeah, whole that's gone. British Bulldog thing in that's there, gone. you know, he was uh very popular. Very popular in England. Sorry, I'd waffle on for ages. I love British Bulldog. Right. Barris? Yes. You've been kind of quiet over there. Do you have anything to close out with? Um I'm gonna go with um the build up for um Macho Man and um, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat for WrestleMania three. How long that took, and how how compelling that mm-hmm. was. Where you know he broke his larynx, and you know, oh yeah, he was away for a while, and then all of a sudden on I think it was prime time, Macho Man's going up to do it to somebody else, and here comes Ricky to save the day. Like he's back, and I mean you 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 believe that like he's coming back to get him. And, you know, then we had, like, what, the greatest match of all time at WrestleMania 3 with those two? Like, Oh, that stole the show. Yeah. But it's all Hogan and Andre all the time, but that, that match stole yeah. the show. I mean, you'll – I'll never forget that. And that's the one that kind of pulls at my heartstrings because I just thought that was very well planned out, thought out, you know, just executed well. That was one of my favorites, if not my favorite. Oh, what's that, mm-hmm. Susan? Hey Frank, I just got a uh, a message for you from Susan. You're, you're never gonna believe what this says here. It says uh, Jim Powers called for you. Oh shit! I don't know what you did, but <laughs> all right. Well, I think it's time to get out of here. Um, Thank you. Thanks to, call English, to Logan. Logan for joining us this week. On English Logan, okay. Uh, and he got to, uh, uh, sit in on the newly ordained Rabbi Barris. Best, best night in my life. English Logan, so, look, the only rule in the studio oh, yeah. is don't come near my desk and you'll be alright. Well, from what the guy told about me, I don't want to go near your desk. <laughs> no, you don't want to go near it. So, um, like I said at the beginning of the show, ringthebellradio.com. Go there, visit there, check it out, listen to our programs. Um, we're slowly, I've been saying, I, I sound like a broken record when I'm saying this every week. We're slowly putting our old episodes from the past up. So they're getting there. But if you guys have nothing else, I think that's it. Nope. Um, nope, nope. So for Rabbi Barris... For the egomaniac, the one that's always Frank. Likewise. Logan, it's been a slice as always. Weapon X. Weapon X. (laughs) (laughs) And Brian, please email us more. If you You know who you are. (laughs) Because I I sure as hell won't be. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, no, Frank won't be. Rabbi Barris was there. So... We'll see you next time, everybody. You've been listening to Ring Radio. Coffee. Coffee.